and welcome to a special section of the Sim Racing Perspectives podcast. I'm here to interview Peter from Denmark from the gtr24hour.org website. Let's begin by introducing how I came across Peter. So one day I received an email from Race Room and the email from Race Room was promoting two videos of live streams from Race Room events at the Nürburgring. The first was the Esports WTCR Oscaro event and the second being the Nürburgring Esports Team Endurance event. And once I clicked on the videos to look at them, which I did, I noticed from the Nürburgring Esports event some comments from a guy calling himself Man Hobby Channels. And I noticed the comments on the, um, the quality of the event. And I thought this was quite interesting, so I reached out and I sent a message to the channel and who should it be, only Peter. So what I wanted to do was have a chat with Peter to find out more about the um, event and Peter's feedback from the event. And the reason being because the esports is a growth industry right now. And I thought, Peter, your, your, your comments were quite interesting from the point of view of the events that you guys are arranging yourselves in Denmark and the comparison you received when you, for example, went all the way to Germany to take part in the event. Let's not in the beginning, let's not mix those two things up and just focus on, on the race room uh, event itself, because I think actually what they did with the WTCR thing competition was yeah. the way that was supposed to be. Yeah. Like you had, um, it was set up in a way that they could have like spectators for the real life ADAC uh, 24 hour Nürburgring race come yeah. in and join this competition and yeah. race it. Little did they know that people like the uh, Fernando Alonso, Logitech D2 uh, team was there as well, as, yes. uh, al along with the, the, the Williams F1 sim racing team and other guys like that they yep. i don't believe those guys were there to compete in the endurance event they did compete in that but i believe they were all there to compete in the wtcr tournament okay so maybe the reason why the rules were the way they were was because they didn't want to do a lot of setup changes and, and change the rigs and everything from from that racing yes and onto the endurance racing that might explain why it was the way it was okay so I'm, i just sorry. want to say Go like ahead. my comments yeah my comments they seem really negative and bad mm -hmm. but that's because i'm only outlining the things that didn't really suit an event like that because the whole thing was set up kind of it was yeah you get some of the world's best sim racers in to do an event like that yes in sim racing and you run with no damage and why was that i i believe it was because the setup was adopted from the w, wtcr which wasn't really intended for these top spec sim racers to compete in it they okay. did and i don't know if race room i don't know if they <laughs> I don't know if they knew that would, that this would, ha would happen. Yeah. 
but but for sure you don't bring in the best sim racers in the world and don't try to make the racing as realistic as possible because that's the whole point of sim racing right it's trying to simulate real racing as closely as possible yes and if i understood the story correctly peter you had to qualify to attend the event in the first place wasn't it so yeah 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 you had to qualify so i believe uh, three 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 uh, three-man teams and all three had to qualify and I believe the way they calculated that we never really got told how we qualified yeah. but I guess they took the three times and kind of calculated the averages and then took the best was it 20 something teams yeah. ended up some of the teams not showing up yeah um, but yeah and in this case the it was hashtag road road to green hell event did you go were you two guys or three guys because it was a four-hour event or how did you actually run it yeah with a three-man team yeah um so we were going to the neighboring 24-hour race as spectators anyway and one evening about a month prior to the race they announced this so it was kind of close to the event yeah, um, we didn't have a whole lot of warning before, so we couldn't really practice a lot. And it turns out it was a good thing we didn't, uh, because once again the rules were that you had to raise the the default setups. Yes. So to me, that's it's a little bit weird, but it's that's sort of acceptable. Yes. Because if you wanted like a spec class, then okay, let's let's lock the setups. That's perfectly fine with me. Yeah. Doesn't matter as much, but then it was run with AI pit lane control. Ah. It was run with AI managed pit stops. So you yes. couldn't even choose how much fuel you wanted to go on the car. You couldn't choose if you want to change tires or not. All this was AI controlled. Yeah. Which is so all those. Yeah, that, that those things just don't really harmonate with bringing in some of the best sim racers in the world to do this event. Yeah. And if I could step back a bit, because when I received this email, the email now I should I should clarify that I'm a supporter of Race Room. Indeed, I have most of the content, and I'm a fan of the game, shall I say so? Um, and indeed, somebody commented on the channel last week. What's the best approach to Race Room? And I advised the guy accordingly, and he went forward. He told me, and he brought the he bought the pro pack. So you could say I sent him a customer. But I received this marketing email, and I started to look at one of the videos, and it was the WTCR event, and I saw a series of guys kind of walking in off the street. They weren't in racing suits. They 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 weren't. They didn't seem organized. And then I looked at the other video, and I saw your your comments, and I thought, well what's going on here because this doesn't sound right it just this doesn't sound like race room now if i may step further back i had remembered that jimmy broadbent went to denmark in october of last year yeah and in his video there was reference to a thanks to a guy called peter was that you yeah that that's me yeah ah okay okay because i remember watching uh, jimmy's vlog and in the yeah. vlog, there's a guy called Peter who's sitting at a computer, and he said, oh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm in Photoshop hell. Was that you? It was. Yeah, yeah, ah, that's okay, me. okay. The reason why it makes this conversation with you is more interesting because 
Jimmy went to your event as a commentator. Now, your event was running R Factor 2, am I correct? Yeah. Yeah, and you had, I assume you had managed pit, pit stops, damage on, and so on. Yeah, we, that, um, you have to, you have, you have to think all of this through. Yeah. So, at the GTR 24H, which is now being rebranded as the Endurance E-Racing World Championship. Yes. Yeah. We tried to run a simulated real-life Le Mans 24-hour race. Yes. But if you have people flying in from Brazil with uh, six laptops, a race computer, steering yeah. wheel, pedals, sim rig, three screens, yes, and God knows what other equipment to support themselves for an entire weekend of sim racing. And then you run down into the first corner, get punted off by uh, the guy behind, and your entire weekend is ruined. Yeah. See, that, that's not fun. No. But of course, when you get punted by a guy from behind, it has to have repercussions. Mm -hmm. So how do you create an event where damage is a factor, but it, yeah. it, you, you, won't, uh, you, you won't ever crash out of the race? Mm -hmm. So the way we do it is by allowing, or the way we did it last year, at least, it's going to come with some changes this year. The, the, the way we did it last year was to allow people to leave the server, come back and join the server. We would then do the routine of disqualifying them and then undisqualifying them and then they get a completely new 100% repaired car you can okay. get back on track and continue uh, the racing you'll lose something like one to one and a half lap doing that um, okay so so yeah losing one and a half lap in a 24-hour race where everybody's racing full-on sprint racing for 24 hours is a pretty big pretty big mm. deal but you're not out of the race you can still have fun and compete in the racing yeah so that's how we solved it i think that's a lot closer to like i think it's a lot closer to what it would be racing in real life except that of course in real life you would have crashed out and your car would have been totaled and the weekend's mm. over yeah exactly you pack up and go home and how many how many um nationalities were attending the event in denmark in october Last year was 14 teams from six or seven different countries. That was just mainly European yeah. countries. Yeah. And I, I, that that's what fascinates me the most. I got the impression, and from looking again at your footage and Jimmy's footage, it seems that your own event in Denmark was was on a higher level than the event you intended at the Nürburgring. Am I right? Production wise on the stream, on the streaming side. Yeah. No. Yeah. Because that's, what's important to race room is, is not the specific sporting content or the kind of the conditions for the competitors. What, what, mm. what was important for them was to make a good show yes. um, out of it. And, and they did, they, uh, for making a good show and making it interesting for people who don't know uh, sim racing or racing in general, they yeah. put on a great show. So no, no complaints there. Yeah. It was just the kind of the, the way it was, it was handled for the competitors was um, that left, that left a lot to be, yeah, it, it could have been a lot better. Mm. And that maybe could have made the content for the viewers and spectators 
even better. Yeah. In fact, like one example would be that during the driver's briefing, we were told by the guy, the guy organizing this, he said, at one point we thought about putting in tables and giving every team some place to, to sit so you could set up your laptops and, and be more engaged with the event. Yes. But then, but then I thought about it and then we didn't. Huh. So wait a minute, that's not an argument. You didn't reason why you didn't do it. You, you just, just didn't, didn't do it. it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that was, <laughs> that was kind of generally the feeling, the way this was run. We were told in emails by management staff that we would, ha we would have access to, to wired network. So we yep. would have cat five or cat six cables. Yeah. Like normal internet. We would have power for our laptops. None of that was there. Nothing. And why not? I, we never got any explanation for that. I, the practice, they had some kind of issue with either one of the computers or, or the server when they were setting up this event. So mm -hmm. we were supposed to have, I think it was two hours of practice time. That got cut down to almost 45 minutes. And I don't know if you arrive at a rig you've never driven before, steering yeah. wheel you're not used to. Some of the guys, I, I, I was pretty, I was, I was pretty happy with it because we weren't driving load cell pedals, so I'm I'm used to that because I don't I haven't invested in load cell pedals yet. Yeah. So I was pretty happy with that, but the guys that are used to you driving load cell pedals now, they they can't. They, it's going to take them a, a while to adjust to to using like a normal potentiometer brake instead. Yeah. And they have the Fanatec setups there. Was it? Is it so? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was all the equipment was all very yeah. good. Yeah, it was just the screens. The screens were it was single screen rigs, and the screens were I think it was twenty five inch screens or maybe yeah. even twenty twos. It was kind of small. Yeah, but you could live with that. It, yeah, and that and that I can understand. Like most, I guess most events, indeed the. Of course, the the Gran Turismo event that Jimmy was at the Nurburgring for within the last week, that was, of course, single screen, of course, because it's console. And, and, and a single oh, screen yeah. setup is something I would expect. But as you said, Peter, there was no damage. There was no pit control. You couldn't even control how much fuel you could add. Nope. I wonder and it gets, why. It, get, it gets even more funny than, mm -hmm. uh, stranger than that, because... All the sim rigs were obviously uh, sim rigs, and the Fnatic uh, wheels were set up to be used in in the race room um, in the race room facility, a race room store at the Nurburgring. Yeah. So there were no keyboards. No shortcuts. No, 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 no ah, keyboards attached yeah. to the computer. Yeah. So you only had the buttons ah, okay. for control that you had on the wheel. So you could like adjust your seating position forth and back, mm. not up and down. Okay. Uh, you like in sim racing, you, when you're racing a single screen, you're going to definitely want to be racing with the virtual mirror on in cockpit because yes. otherwise you, you, it's just too dangerous. You can't do any close racing with people if no. you can't have no. a rear mirror. And particularly uh, if your if your field of view is very short, yes. Mm. Yeah, and everybody who everybody who drives sim racing knows this. Yes, but it was disabled. 
And you couldn't turn it on? No, no, because there wasn't a button on the wheel and we didn't have a keyboard. And were the buttons on the wheel, were they already mapped to at least a single function? Yeah, yeah that was Okay. Locked. But you couldn't, you couldn't turn the um, mirror on and off? No. That's odd. No. You could move your seat forth and back. But and not up and down? No. And that's... There was a discussion at one point I heard on, on Radio Le Mans about like mm. the Norse life and spa being pretty special because um, the undulating terrain, it's up and down all the time. Yeah. So, first of all, you have... On these types of tracks, you have your front lights adjusted way higher than you would on any other racetrack. Yes. Because you need to be able to look up the hills Yes. When you, when you go down into a valley and you need to look ahead of yourself, right? Yeah. And again, you also, in the race car, you normally lift the seat up as high as possible. Because yes. you want to see when you come over a crest, you want to be able to look out across the crest and down and see if somebody's parked there or something. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. yeah. They just sit, normally they sit higher in the car than any other. And of course, you want to do that in the simulation too, for all the same reasons. You want to sit a little bit higher so you have a better overview. Mm. That's not, it's not normally necessary for, for flat, flatter race tracks or normal, like the normal Herman Tilke racing stadiums, I'd call yeah. them instead. Yeah. It's not really, not, not needed. No. But at the launch life, it really, really is. Definitely. Yeah. 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 So the yeah. way we had to solve it was to move the seat. Yeah. Like we could either choose to, uh, to race with the hood view instead. Yes. None of us do that because we want to race real sim racing. So we want to race in the cockpit position. Yep. That's just the way we're yeah. used to. But we could have done that, and then we we would have had the virtual mirror and all that. But yeah, to me, it running a hood view. I'm suddenly uh, one and a half meters ahead of my normal viewpoint, and it it um, it somehow affects the way that you're able to feel when the car's sliding. The visual thing of that is just different when you're sitting yeah. in the hood view. So a car sliding or if you're really, really, really on the edge, the car feels a lot different driving from hood view than from cockpit view. And you were driving the Porsche we 911 GT3R. Yeah, yeah. And of course, so if you're in the hood view, you don't see the Motex screen. No, no, you don't do, no. And then you have to use the thing down in the corner and then, well. Yeah, whatever was, hood elements it, are available, yeah. Yeah, and it, it was, uh, it was a small screen, so it wasn't that bad. You could easily see what gear you were in, but if you kind of forgot or weren't really paying 100% attention, you just yeah. sometimes you glance down to make sure what gear you're in, right? Yeah. So that would be a little bit more difficult than it was if you were sitting properly in the cockpit. Yeah. There was just like all these things. So we had to move the seating position all the way forward to a point where the rear view mirror in car wasn't visible anymore. Mm. So we had we had we had to kind of yeah. make that choice. Do we want to have a rear view mirror in car, or do we want to be able to drive the car properly without yeah. crashing? Yeah. So we went we went we went for go, going with the uh, not crashing. You, so <laughs> you basically you went with the trade off. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. luckily they had the hat switch on the on the steering wheel. You could use that to look back and look left yes. and right. So yeah. But. That's that's great on a normal track where it's kind of you have small straights. Uh, look back on those cornering section, small straights. Mm. You can look back again, cornering section, small straight. Look back again, you know. Yeah. But on the Norse Lifer, 
when's there ever a short straight that's not a turning section of some kind no there where isn't you're able no. to take, click that button back and look behind you or look beside you if a guy is trying to overtake you well and have access um, to both the the virtual mirror and the rear view mirror and basically be able to set up because each of us in every sim in every car indeed we we set it up differently because yeah, the position sure. depending on the seat type and the position of the seat and so on that's yeah. that's, that's, that's interesting that's, that's where we come back to the way that we're used to doing our land events mm. where you know like even if you rent a computer the team competing is responsible for setting up that computer mm. to do the race so they can set it up any way they want yeah button configurations everything yeah we don't care yeah you can do it yeah that puts a that puts a lot of responsibility on us to check that people aren't cheating yeah, but then again true. if you come as a professional sim racing team and cheat at an event like this your career is pretty much over because mm. no one is going to want to race you again online ever. yeah no that's true so we we don't we don't really we haven't seen that as a as an issue at all mm. We haven't even had complaints about people cheating. So, and I guess that's what was in the heads of of the race room people, because all they could have done was just find like twenty cheap USB keyboards and plug those in and said, "Go ahead." And yeah. maybe that was also have fixed the problem um, with the reason why the the practice session was postponed that long, because they had. <laughs> Was it 22 teams with three drivers on each? So more than a hundred accomplished sim racers that have, yeah. they have driven the sim before. They know how to set it up. They know how to make it work. Yes. They didn't ask us to help. Instead, they went ahead and their officials, one guy at a time with a USB keyboard or Bluetooth keyboard or something, went around to each sim rig and using something like uh, five, six, seven minutes to set that up mm. before it was ready to race. Mm. And that also just it just seemed it just seems so odd. Yeah. And there's, we a sta- the- there's a standard PC behind each rig, obviously. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this seems very odd, yeah. And like I said, no disrespect to the guys at the Nurburgring and no disrespect to Race Room and Se- Sector Three and everyone who's working there, but I just I just find it fascinating that there's the mix of of and if I understood correctly the WTCR event had a um, had a Audi RS3 LMS. I didn't find that car in the game. I guess it's a special. It, for sure, the the version of Race Room that they run at the Race Room store thing. Yeah, the cafe. Yeah, yeah. It's different from the version of Race Room that you download on Steam and ah, okay. Drive. It's not the same. Okay. So they some, be, they, they have want, some kind of like developer issue version or something like that. It's yeah. it's not the same. It's it's different somehow. Yeah. But, but how would that like how would that affect if they just get still just gave people a, a keyboard because all the menus were obviously the same because we saw mm. the menus, so it wasn't different to what you'd find on your PC at home. So setting up all the controls, like if you wanted. Yeah. So the menus yeah. were there because in the race room, you have the, because I, I, I looked at it this morning because you have the FOV, the FO, the field of view setup is weird. You got 0.5 to plus 1.3, and then you've got the control profiles and you can, for example, on a, 
on a standard wheel d-pad you can you can set it so that you can move your seat up down left and right so all those controls mm-hmm. are there yeah oh so because i thought maybe you were maybe hinting at some kind of specific build but the controls are there yeah, yeah. but yet they don't allow you to use them that's odd not exactly. even the rear view mirror that's odd exactly even even though that would definitely i don't know if you can talk about danger or risk in 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 sim racing because there's mm. no risk of bodily harm unless you're running something like an osw wheel with the force feedback turned up 100 and you break your thumbs that's about the level of of physical harm you can yeah that can happen to you but but still it would like that racing without a rear view mirror and not allowing people to put that virtual mirror on mirror on yeah that's and adjust adjust the that vertical putting, position of your uh, your virtual seat yeah yeah it's 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 not only harming us it's mm-hmm. putting everybody racing around us putting their entire experience of this race at a risk yeah and i think it was suggested in the comments on that video where you had written long comments peter and i read every word could it be so that they're just they're just worrying that if they have certain features on that that people won't finish now the the wtcr event was was three events i think it was zanvert hungaroring and then Nor- then the nurburgring so and it was for some cases people walking in and off the street but the road to green hell that was a completely different level everybody there had to, had to qualify they yeah. already own the game they most yeah. likely they own the car they're going to drive they already own the, the nurburgring nordschleife and they know the title so yeah I, w- i wonder like i could understand the need for them to have a clean race to stream and to have it everybody finishing but surely if you're on a higher level there's a way that you could work around okay like you said with your own event if somebody crashes then okay well you have to restart and you're back at I your pits think... and then you you know you might lose some think, time i don't think you could do that in race room i don't it's uh, yeah does, does race room have a rejoin function if you lose connection good question but as you said if it's a developer version they're using for competitions they could yeah they could have for, for sure they could like yeah i i'm a programmer myself yeah with like 15 years of experience programming everything from c sharp to vb scripts and php websites programs apps all the stuff i'm guessing it would have taken a programmer three hours to put in a function to hit a button and repair somebody's car yes you know like for god's sakes that's not it's not that hard so but it wasn't thought out no that's what i'm that that's what that's the entire feeling that i'm getting what they thought out was the whole production crew that went there to produce the live stream and that was what made it look professional mm. because if they didn't have a professional production crew to make the live stream with the professional commenter and people being interviewed this would have like deduct that from the entire experience and all you would have was just a very very amateurish mm. feel of an event Yeah, I know what you mean, and I could see it from watching the the video. And uh, Daniel Jungadea himself was there, wasn't he? He was yeah. competing at some yeah. point, and he's driving for Mercedes, who are of course leaving DTM this year. It's funny how some of these really high-profile sim racing teams that are used to racing like i racing and R Factor Two or Seto Corsa at the highest top, top, top level, mm-hmm. 
where they have damage, where they have total control of pit stops, where strategy and tire management, everything, all of that is a factor. Why did none of them comment or complain about the way this event was run? That's what I was going to ask you. Had some of the teams been at a similar event before? Or did they, like, did they know the score, if you will? I believe the only big event of this caliber has been the, uh, the one with the, um, the Formula E, the, the one in Vegas. Is you know, it so? The, yeah, I believe so. Okay. I wouldn't compare, I wouldn't compare our private previous years with the GTR 24H t- to that at all. I can okay. easily do it for 2018 because uh, we are going to have some viewer numbers that is going to blow all of esports away. It's yes. going to be so crazy. Yeah. I'm trying to remember now. Sorry, Peter. I'm trying to remember. Was it so that last year at the same um, event, the same location, sorry, it was sponsored by Mercedes. It was part of D- DTM. They had a DTM event and some of the DTM drivers were there. But I don't recall if it was if it was team based or whether it's just people walking in off the street. Was I it... think that was also just people walking in off the street and I yeah, don't even I remember so. that event being there. I think this what you're talking about was not at the 24 race. That was at uh, the DT DTM race at Yes, it was. Yeah. But on the same level. Yeah. So this technically would have been one of their biggest events to date then i thought i thought this was yeah. a regular thing yeah yeah it's interesting it would have it would have been yeah but then again like for 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 the for the team's race the endurance race mm-hmm. no no prizes that was just uh a couple of trophies yeah that's it what for, was for, what for was, the WTCR? Yeah. It was uh, twenty five thousand euros. That's right. Yeah, I noticed. I tried to find a reference to the prizes for the, as they call it, hashtag Road to Green Hell. So, what were the prizes? The trophies. But the other one was money. Yeah. Whereas the Road to Green Hell was actually organized teams who competed online to get there in the first place. Whereas yes. for the WTCR, you could walk in up the street, yes, and win a share of twenty five thousand euros. Yes. Why is that? An <laughs> <laughs> open question. Know, I'm. I, I guess you are as uh, a good old English term is flabbergasted. I'm yeah. really like. I'm as confused as you, and you were there. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah. So it was more so about uh, given the the atmosphere, the presentation and the the commentators and the interview with some of the drivers and then the interview with Daniel Juncadea and then the presentation at the end. And it was all about the the presentation, but not the substance. Yes. And and as you said, for for most of us remember the the Visa Vegas, basically that was a joke. So, I mean, it was... Well, again, 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 the presentation... The presentation of that race was 100% top-notch. Yeah. Proper commentators, proper camera angles. Everything yeah. was done like professional sporting event. Yeah. But they had a brand new mod, hadn't been tested properly. No, no. Brand no. new track yeah. that hadn't been tested properly. Yeah. It looked like a PlayStation 2 game, I remember. 
yeah why not get yeah why not get those two like the tracks and the cars yeah since yeah like you know when we build up our event we have and all of this was planned like we started 10 years ago and it's yes. always been a dream for us to yeah. create this event and we want to go full-time working on creating this event and doing yeah. this for people and we want to do more races all over the world so mm-hmm. that's the goal right yeah we started 10 years ago and we agreed everyone we have to start with the basis mm. what is the basis of this the basis is giving the drivers and teams an absolutely fabulous experience yeah. It doesn't matter how many viewers or where it's streamed or how no, much attention no. is on it. We we didn't even care back then. Mm. We just wanted to make the best event for sim racers. Yeah. How can we make the best 24-hour land event for sim racers? Yes. That took us eight years to create and polish that concept mm. to a level that we dared invite Jimmy Broadbent and all the attention that he brings Yes. On whatever he does. Yeah. Because, like, if he was at the level he's at now uh, on YouTube, I don't think we would have dared to bring him in, bring him in last no, year. No, actually. <laughs> really. So that would have brought too much attention still. And, f- Peter, now that you mention it, it's funny because I read your comments about the event and then I went back to look at Jimmy's video and your videos of the event in Denmark last last October and I could really see the differences like the differences in level between what was organized from a like a marketing business point of view at the Nürburgring and what he, you guys were doing and then Jimmy is now what 90,000 subscribers or so Jimmy was there at the Nürburgring and he was working for working on the Gran Turismo event and at one point, Jimmy, as part of his vlog, went to the um, race room. The, he stood at the door of the, um, the arena and he said, he whispered, oh, oh us plebs are not allow- allowed in there, you know? And I was thinking, hang on a minute, this doesn't make sense because Jimmy was with you guys. You guys were running our factor two, our factor two on the, like the, mm-hmm. the full level as it should be. And then Jimmy is back. At, Jimmy's actually at the Nurburgring and he's working on a console title. He's commentator for a console title. And then he goes and he stands at the door of the arena and he goes, well, well, we're not allowed in there. You know, when I know from your feedback from the event that it's not like that at all, you know, it's kind of the, the, the flash is there, the presentation is there, but you as teams, as professional esports teams if if you will kind of be you were kind of treated like plebs does that make any yeah. sense yeah it does it even really you does. said well the guy said well i was going to give you guys tables with wi-fi and power for your laptops and then i just decided i wasn't going to do it i mean yeah why why would you even say that uh maybe if you kind of had a uh, a, a dream of, of of creating a once in a lifetime event where people wouldn't ever want to come back. That yeah. that is really, un like, I'm speaking on mail now to one yeah. of the guys down yeah. there. They want to field a team and come and experience the DTR 24H. But honestly, he he wrote to me. He didn't believe that our concept was so much better than theirs. And mm. like, I don't want to be rude or anything to a guy, but listen. 
we've we've not at least i have not done this for fun for fun no. for the past 10 years no I, i've had a goal in mind all the time so it's yeah. everyone that's been involved with yeah. with this yeah so like what what would and even for the commentator to sit at that event and saying that this kind of land event was one of it the first of its kind it was one of a kind and it was all brand new mm. and we've been doing this for 10 years ah, we've been doing yeah. this for 10 years with teams yeah. showing up from yeah. the most of europe yes so i mean how if if i if if i was a news uh, paper uh, manager Mm. I would have fired a journalist that did that kind of that, that poor of a job on research. Yeah. yeah. Knowing what was actually going on and the work yeah. that it took for you guys to get to the event in, in October that you had organized. And as you said, you you took the chance to invite Jimmy Broadbent to come and Jimmy went and obviously he was impressed. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Well, we knew already that like uh 2013 was our last year with uh, gtr2 as a yep. sim um and back then we had 22 teams and um david greco was uh, nice enough to show up with a team i think he drove with morgan morang and they were yep. actually only those two guys on on the car for the entire 24 hours and they just pulverized everybody yep. <laughs> pretty impressive like Greco and uh, Morgan are for sure some of the world's fastest sim racers. Yes, and he was impressed with the event already back then and said, uh, yeah. "This is this is going to get very very big." Um, so he's he, he right from the get go he 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 believed in us. Yeah, and when guys that that are working professionally in the business, both in development and driving, when they say stuff like that, you know, it's uh, you've got you've got something. You you know that you're on to something. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And begs the question, from the point of view of uh, KW Auto Parts, I mean, race room, you have, the, you have the parent company and Sector 3 doing the development work in Sweden. What is their goal? Are they looking to sell copies of race room? Or, I mean, who, who, who are they? I mean, I, I get an email... I'm a, already a paid customer, so they already have me, so, so to speak. But with this kind of, I mean, I noticed from the opening of the WTCR um, Oscaro event. What's this Oscaro, by the way? No idea. I had no idea. And they started off with the camera and there was just guys walking in. Their heads were hanging low. It was like the, the like an episode of The Simpsons, you know, and these guys... And <laughs> I, I literally expected guys in, in, in matched t-shirts, you know, or, or jumpsuits. One guy even had his leg in, in a cast. He had broken yeah. his leg and no disrespect, but, and then there was a wide shot of the arena and 70% of the rigs were empty or, yeah, I just wasn't impressed. And then when I, I saw your comments on the other event, which should have been, I assume the main event with the WTCER event taking second stage, but I, but I gather it was the other way around. 
it was yeah. for sure the other way around yeah. like this fall race was something they saw and uh, a hole in their plan yeah so, oh, we've got room to notch in six or seven hours of something else right yes. here let's let's figure out what to do mm. and, and the events were on the same weekend weekend of yeah, May yeah, the 11th yeah. yeah so we were yeah. we were pushed in between the qualifying runs for the WTCR tournament yeah, yeah. and that i i'm that's why i'm so sure like having having the rules and everything set up like ai pit stops no damage and all that for people that were going to qualify for the WTCR tournament, people coming in off the street, never been in the same rate before. Mm. It makes perfect sense. Yeah. That's what I would do too if I mm. had to run an event like that. Yeah. But if I bring in the world's best sim racers, they're already qualified online, like you said. It just doesn't And they're qualified at home at with their own equipment, their own rigs. They already own the game. Yeah. They have full control of the game that they own. Yes. It makes doesn't no sense. make any sense, yeah. Yeah. So what is what is their goal? I mean, are they promoting the Nurburgring? Are they hoping to sell? I mean, the guys walking in off the street who've never played sim racing before, they're not going to be buying copies of Race Room. So who who is the event for then? I I have no idea. I I I I, I can't figure it out. No. It it. It it wasn't in any of the uh, official Nurburgring uh, like marketing videos or marketing material no. uh, prior to the event. It wasn't yeah. listed on it wasn't listed on the Nurburgring website. So if you had the tickets for the twenty four hour race or went to buy those tickets, you yes. wouldn't encounter this event anywhere in uh, in in the marketing around this. So of course. No. Both the WTCR and 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 the endurance race, all all the spectator seats was well. It was basically only the the drivers in the race that were there. Yeah, no one else was there. Yeah. Whereas I gather the event that um, Jimmy Broadbent just attended on behalf of Sony, that was probably well marketed. I would expect. Yeah, but they did mm. something else. They put that up in the. Um, in kind of the uh, convention area. Yeah, yeah. It so was that was right visible. behind. The, that was right behind the main grandstands. Mm. So they had something like two hundred thousand people coming through mm. um, that area that yes, saw that, yeah. the PlayStation competition were yeah. there. The um, Nurburgring Arena is an enclosed arena. There's two doors open yeah. into the arena. Yeah, so you had to come inside the doors you had to like you got the impression like jimmy said because mm. you had to walk through some kind of ticket counter or something yeah. to get into the arena you had mm. you got the event when you came in that this was a closed event this was not yes. for the public no that's what jimmy said i laughed he yeah. said oh he said this is not for that the was plebs. that was the impression mm. you got if you came mm. yeah yeah i better not go in there because some uh, security guy is going to tell me to go away. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm absolutely fascinated. I'd like to get a response from, <clears throat> excuse me, from Race Room on this, for example, Georg Ortner or somebody. Like, what is going on here? 
Because it seems so, that... so 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 would I. So would I. I haven't. Yeah. I haven't even even in my mail correspondence with them after I put up my comments. Um, no, no official. Like that's the reason why we did it. Because I don't yeah. even think they know themselves why they did the event this way. No. It was maybe just to them. It was just the obvious way of doing it. It was the mm. obvious. And, the, and it was the most obvious and the most easy way for them to do this. Mm. And to link it to the event that was going on there because the 24 yeah. hours of Nürburgring was happening at the same time. So Yeah, and that was good yeah. for us. All, yeah. all, we, all, we wa- all we wanted was the free parking and, mm. and the free camping tickets that came with participating in the event. Yes. That was all we wanted. That was the only reason why we competed anyway. I noted that. You got your... We you saw, s- you mentioned yeah, we, we saw if you do this, you get free camping and free <laughs> yeah. parking. And we thought, hell yeah, we're down there anyway. Let's do it. Let's have yeah. the free parking and free camping. Hell yeah. And no pun intended, road to green. Exactly. Hell. Exactly. Yeah, I know that. We have our own 24-hour event. Let's go down and see how some professionals handle this. Like maybe we could get inspired or learn something from it. But it turns out it's very much perhaps the other way around yeah and as you said you got to go there and you got you got your free camping but you must have been terribly disappointed yeah ah, no we had a great weekend yeah it's just the rate if that was just four hours uh, mm. it, sort of it was a four hour yeah yeah <laughs> anyway yeah it's more it feels like a kind of a icing on the cake because it's like it's just a thing that they did but they're not focusing too heavy on it Although yeah. they have the arena there and they have the equipment. So. They could make it so awesome. Like they we could, are yeah. definitely we are definitely going to talk to them about at some point in the future moving the Endurance E Racing World Championship down there. Yeah. That is going to be negotiated. Whether yeah. it happens or not, I have no idea. We are going to suggest it. And anyway, also some guy in the comments on that video on the Nürburgring suggested that I was commenting badly about their event just to promote our own event. Not true. I would have used the GTR 24H channel mm-hmm. to comment if I wanted yeah. to promote our own event. Yeah. I I, I, I didn't. I wanted no. I wanted to contact and no. get in, like get the people from Race Room to listen to what I had to say about their event. Yeah. And it worked. Yeah. And end of the day, you guys qualify. You already own the game. You're already invested in the product. You've gone there to compete. And there wasn't even proper, not say proper, you got trophies, but there wasn't cash money prizes. Whereas there was. And we wouldn't wouldn't have been anywhere near winning anything anyway, no matter what the rules were. No, but that's not the point. We're not that good sim racing. We're not that good at sim racing. And but, anyway, but, anyway, listen. Uh, with mm. all the all the talk about me promoting our own event again, just want to say, we have, I think it's four or five places for for cars or teams left mm. out of a forty car grid. Yeah. So we're almost sold out. Yeah. I I suspect I don't have to do anything when we have the right partner agreements and we can announce that there's one hundred and sixty thousand euros at stake here. The yes. rest is going to get sold like nothing. I won't even have to do that. We have a massive deal with Motorsport Network who's going to promote the event and send out a live stream and everything to something like 250 million yep. people. So all of that commenting on a, excuse me, but 
shall we say, lightly viewed YouTube video. Mm. Makes no sense. Less than 10,000 views. I saw yeah. that. Yeah. 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 But you still took the time to do it. Yeah. It was an experience. Yeah. So, Peter, moving on. When is your event happening then? You, your next big... That's uh, the last weekend of uh, October. Okay. So that's uh, starting at uh, Thursday, the 25th. Yep. Teams are going to teams are going to come set up their rigs and move in their equipment. We are working on some deals with being able to rent rigs at the event also. So all yep. that's still still going on. Okay. Practice Thursday night, qualifying Friday afternoon. Uh, yep. VIP party with all different partners and drivers from the teams and everything. Wow. Ha- happening uh, Friday night, and then the race is uh, Saturday, Sunday. So basically, the end of October 2017, and now the end of October 2018. Yeah, it's yeah. always the last last weekend of October. Yeah. And where in Denmark are you guys located? It's located um, on the uh, west coast of Funen in a little town called Strip. Okay. Right next to a town like everybody that speaks English is going to laugh, but it's called Middelfart. Okay. <laughs> Has nothing to do with farting, by the way. <laughs> it's just a, lang- it's a language thing. Yeah, it's like, uh, it would be like the middle of a trip. Yeah. I spent, we, we went to Lego with the kids a few years ago and I spent some time around Billund and I loved it actually. Yeah. Want to go back That's... sometime. That's not far from Bilon to uh, to the arena where we're doing the... So not too far? No. So, Peter, you want to... Um, where should people go then to find out more about the event? So I can add some um, links below in the description. Yeah, the webpage, gtr24h.org. Yeah. So that's kind of the main tie of the event. Yeah. Uh, we publish most of our news and like if everything, if something's happening or something, it's just easier to follow on Facebook. So we've got a Facebook page. That's Facebook page, Facebook yeah. Slash, slash GTR24H. Yeah. Um, and then if you're a driver and you want to get involved, we have uh, free uh, practice sessions every every Friday night. All you have okay. to do right now is own a copy of R Factor 2 and the uh, URD PX and uh, EGT mods. You need to send okay. uh, your receipt for those to yes. um, to the to the to the PM those to the to the Facebook page. Yes, because we we need to have confirmation that you have the mod because we have all this auto download enabled so that you get the tracks and the proper cars and everything when you join yeah. the server. So yeah, and URD is that's payware content. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah so just I send own... the receipt for the URD mods, and then you yeah. get the password for the server in return, and you can join. And you don't have to have any plans on competing for October. Just if you want to have fun with the guys and try and and, and try the track and all that stuff. Yeah. Every Friday is live streamed. Come around. And visit the different TeamSpeak channels on our TeamSpeak server. Find that address uh, on the website as well. Yeah. Okay. Um, then there's the GTR24H community uh, Facebook group where all the questions and everything from drivers or people that are like more into the stuff, like they come and ask questions and all of that. Mm-hmm. So that's the whole community part of it. That's the yeah. community group. And I guess that's, I guess that's about it. Yeah. So basically, whether you're com- 
competing online or planning to actually attend the event, you'll be able to fully adjust the position of your seat. And also yeah, use this. You'll, you'll either bring your own PC with your own install yeah, yeah. and everything, or you will. we will set up possibilities for you to rent a PC, but managing what's on that PC is your Up responsibility. You. Yeah. Yeah. And just like a real team attending an event, in, they'd be in the paddock, setting up the drivers, setting up the car. You're doing exactly the same thing, which of course yes. you, want, you weren't allowed to do during the road to green hell at the Nürburgring. No, no. And, 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 no. and can I say, if you, if, if you race a three-man team, mm -hmm. it's not just a question of the fastest driver doing a lot of practice and making a perfect setup, because that's likely not going to fit everyone on the team. No. So these endurance races for sim racing too, as well as in real racing, is all about compromise between the mm. different drivers on the car. Yeah. So like, no way is it going to be enough to practice just like you would do to a, a normal race, maybe 15, 20 hours or something during a, a couple of weeks, if you're yeah. really dedicated. That's not going to be enough. You need mm. way more than that. Mm. Because you, you maybe need to get used to a car that doesn't really drive perfect for you. Mm. But that's just, it's just part of sharing of things. And of course, again, like in the real world, you're going to have to share the same racing wheel and share the same seat and share the same pedal position. So if you've got a really short driver, you need to figure out how to move your pedals closer that's true. and how to move the wheels yeah. for the, yeah. Yeah. You got to it's a lot more complicated than just sitting at home in front of your sim rig. That's true. Yeah. yeah. And it's a combined effort and time is of the essence. You need to be yeah. able to pit quickly, change drivers quickly. And of course, R-Factor 2 supports that. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Peter, thank you very much. Thank you for joining. No problem. It was a pleasure. Yeah. Thanks again.